We're so honored that you're here. Let's just give the Lord a moment to speak to our hearts and ask Him to just do what He wants to do. Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you today. We serve a risen Savior. But what if? Lord, today as we just think about and talk about what if, I pray that you would open our hearts and our minds and that you would just help our faith to soar even higher. I pray, Lord, that you would just reveal your grace and your love and your mercy. And I thank you for your favor in the house. In Jesus' name, everybody said a big amen. Amen. Today we're talking about the resurrection. I believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, and I believe he's coming again. You see, Jesus made some promises. Amen. He said in John chapter 2, amen, when they said, show us a sign, he said, tear this temple down, and in three days I'll build it again. They said, wait a minute. It took us 46 years to build this temple. And you're saying that if we tear it down, you can build it in three days. But Jesus was talking about himself, his body as the temple. And the Bible says that after he died and rose again, that his disciples remembered what he said and believed. He said in Matthew chapter 12, he said, it's going to be the sign of Jonah. As Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. He began to give us promises. He began to tell us what was coming. And he told his disciples over and over, but just like you and I many times, they didn't get it. They just couldn't believe. They couldn't grasp the reality of what he was saying. Jesus told him in Mark chapter 8, he prophesied his resurrection. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed. The Son of Man is going to be crucified. But in three days, I'll rise again. This morning, millions all over the world are celebrating Easter, the resurrection, and they believe. But what if Christ hadn't risen? What if I'm, what I'm telling you, what if what we believe, what if what we read is not true? What if all of this is just a fairy tale? For there are those that believe it. They believe that it, it, it didn't happen. They, 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 they live like it didn't happen. They act like it didn't happen. They talk like it didn't happen. What if it didn't happen? We find in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 13 through 19. Let me read it to you. Paul says, but tell me this. Since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you saying there will be no resurrection from the dead? For if, there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, then all of our preaching is useless. And your faith is useless. And we apostles would be all lying about God. For what we have said that God raised Christ from the dead, 
But that can't be true if there's no resurrection from the dead. And if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless. And you are still guilty of your sin. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, then we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. If Christ were not born, if Christ had not died, if Christ had not been raised from the dead, if this story is not true, then you and I are wasting our time here today. We would be better off at the lake, at the golf course, or at home asleep in bed, as many are. For many live and believe and act that it didn't happen. But if Christ didn't rise from the dead, and that every sermon that I've preached in my life was worthless. It was pointless. Every sermon, all the studying, all the hours, all of the preparation was just a big waste of time. All of you listening for all the years and the days and the hours and was pointless. If Christ wasn't risen from the dead and then my preaching has no value, the preaching of the apostles, the martyrs that were crucified and still died daily for the cause of Christ, it's pointless. If Christ didn't rise from the dead, then the giants of our faith the, the, the preachers of the past, Martin Luther's messages in the sermons that brought about the Reformation, Wesley's sermons that brought revival to England, Moody's sermons that brought thousands to Christ, Billy Graham's teaching and preaching for all those years and bringing countless thousands to a saving knowledge of Jesus was all for naught. It was for nothing. If Christ hasn't risen, then we shouldn't even be here today. If Christ hasn't risen, verse 14 said that our faith would be in vain. We talk about faith. We talk about believing. We talk about stretching our faith and believing. And as Abraham counted those things that were not as though they were, you're in a bad situation. You're going through trials. But we tell you to have faith. It's going to get better. But if Christ hasn't risen, then your faith is in vain. You're believing for nothing. The faith that saves a soul. The faith that brings peace with God. The faith that accepts the gift of grace. The faith that makes prayer powerful. For he said, if you can believe, all things are possible to them that believe. But if Christ hadn't been raised from the dead, your faith is pointless. The greater things, the mightier things than you'll do is not true. The faith that brings peace to your mind. Where he said, be careful for nothing but in all things. It's pointless. 
David said in Psalm, whom shall I fear? If Christ was not risen from the dead, we need to fear everything. Fear everybody. Fear death. Fear life. Fear leaving here today and getting in your car because you don't know what's going to happen. If Christ be not raised from the dead, our faith is in vain. If Christ be not raised from the dead, then all of us as believers should be miserable. We believed a lie. Many say we do. We would have spent our lives following a fable. The joy that we profess to have would have just been a deception. A big lie. There was no change in our life. There was no drastic transformation. It's just all a big act. We would have traded all of our earthly gain for a hope in something we cannot see for a dream. If Christ had not died. If Christ had not, if Easter didn't happen, if the tomb was still occupied with his body, we would have been of all men most miserable. Pastor, that's the most depressing Easter sermon I've ever heard. But there's another verse. As Paul Harvey said, there's the rest of the story. Paul said, there's some of you. Now, they were the Sadducees. How many many has heard of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Those were two religious sects in the day. Now, how, how can you tell the difference? Well, let me tell you. The Pharisees believed in a resurrection from the dead. The Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection of the dead. And if you don't believe in a resurrection, you're sad, you see. That's how you know the difference. They had a reason to be sad, you see, because they didn't believe in a resurrection. And Paul said, as he's teaching, and this Greek influence has taken over, and they said, after you die, there's nothing. There's just hopeless. There's nothingness. It's just, it's just floating around. And, and, and Paul said, listen to me. If Christ had not died and rose again, then everything we've been teaching you would be pointless. And he went through the list, and we just talked about it. But then we look at verse 9. Number 20. But Paul said, but in fact. Everybody say fact. It's not a fable. It's not just biblical. It is historical. Christ in fact has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who had died. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given a new life. But there is an order of this resurrection. Christ was raised as the first of the harvest. 
then all who belong to Christ will be raised when he comes back. After that end will come when he will turn the kingdom over to God the Father, having destroyed every ruler and authority and power. For Christ must reign until he humbles all of his enemies beneath his feet. And that last enemy to be destroyed is death. Somebody say, but Christ rose. If not, we would be most miserable. But because he did, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. The joy that I experience is real. The transformation is real. My sins have really been forgiven, washed in the blood, forgiven and forgotten, and I'm on my way to heaven. There is a place called heaven. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. If it were not true, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. If he had not rose, risen again, then that wouldn't be true. But he did. And he appeared to many. They saw him. They talked to him. They touched him. If Christ was risen, the gospel that we preach is powerful and it's true. It still changes lives. It still transforms. It still heals. It still delivers. It still sets the captives free. It still takes those that are bound and addicted. Amen. With sin and habit. Amen. It's still transforming his people's minds. It brings liberty to the captive. The gospel of Jesus Christ is powerful and it works. Because it's true. Jesus did, in fact, rise from the dead. The faith in Christ brings forgiveness and eternal life. Believers go to heaven when they die. Christians have a reason to rejoice. Amen. We have a reason to celebrate. Amen. Because he rose from the dead. Amen. That same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. And we're still hearing testimonies. The saving power of God. The miracle power of God. The glorious power of God that transforms and changes lives. All over this world. People are giving their hearts and lives to Jesus. All in the Muslim nations. Amen. Where it's illegal to preach the gospel. Amen. Muslims are having dream after dream after dream. And they're seeing a man in white. And he's revealing himself. And they're being saved all over the Middle East because the power of the gospel is real and Jesus is alive. And because He did rise from the dead, we will rise also. Oh, one day, the Bible says, the trumpet of God will sound and the dead in Christ will rise first and we which are alive and remain. One day, we're going to see Jesus. But did you know people see Jesus every moment? Someone goes out into eternity. Someone takes their last breath. My, my, my sweet cousin, 96 years old. We just buried his wife about six weeks ago. She was 95. They've been married 77 years. I sat with him on Tuesday. He was feeling good. He was ready to go home. 
He'd been in rehab. He broke some ribs. He got COVID. He had some pneumonia. But all of that was better. And he was feeling good. And on Wednesday night when we were at church, he had a seizure. In the next few moments, because Christ rose from the dead, he rose also. And to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. And though this week we'll celebrate His life and we'll honor, we'll mourn His passing. Amen. But for Him, there is a celebration. There's a reunion because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Amen. He became the first fruit. And He said that last enemy that He's going to destroy is death. One day. Death will have no sting. The grave will have no power. Jesus took the sting of death, hell, and the grave. He stripped Satan of the keys. And he's given you and I the keys of authority. Because he lives. Amen. We live also. Because he is eternal. We are eternal also. God is good, somebody. Come on. That last verse says, because he lives, because he rose again, he reigns forever. He's king of kings and lord of lords. If it were not true, it'd be a sad day. It, it, this would be a pointless celebration. But it's true. He did. It's fact. The fact is he did. And everything that he said is true. And what he does is true. And he's still doing it today in you and I. And he said if we just believe. It's hard to believe sometimes. This man named Jesus. That came. Born of a virgin. Prophesied. That he would come. And the religious people missed it. They knew the prophecies, but they expected something different. They expected him to come their way. Do it their way, in our little box. And he came, and he didn't look like what they thought, act like what they taught. He, he ate with sinners. He hung out with regular people. He loved people. He forgave people. He raised the dead, cast out devils, opened blinded eyes, healed deaf ears. And even from the cross where he had been beaten and mocked and ridiculed, he looked out and said, forgive them. And then, having taken all the sins upon himself because he was the Lamb of God that had to make be a sacrifice for our sins. He took our sins upon himself. And the father turned his back on him. And he felt rejected. And he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You think Jesus doesn't know what you're going through? He said that he's touched with the feelings of your infirmity. He understands your pain. He knows what you go through. He knows your hurt. He knows your disappointments. He knows your persecution. He knows your betrayals. He knows your failures and mistakes. But he loves you. He knows all about you. But he loves you in spite of it. And he loved you so much, as Jenny said earlier, that he gave his life. He shed his blood 
so that you could become the sons and the daughters of the Most High God. So that heaven could be your eternity. So that He could walk with you, talk with you, live in you, be your comforter, be your help, be your guide. They took Him off of that cross after He gave up His life. He said, it is finished. He hung His head and died after He had paid the price. They took Him down and they laid Him in a tomb. They rolled the stone. They put a seal on it. They placed guards there. Because it was Passover, they didn't get to do all the things that they wanted to do that they normally did. They didn't get to offer to put the spices and go through all the things. And so early in the morning, the Bible says, I want to just read it to you. If it were not true, it'd be pointless. But it's true. Matthew chapter 28, verse 1 through 7. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know who you're looking for. Jesus, who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Just as he said would happen. Come, see where his body was lying. And now, go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you to Galilee, you will see him there. Remember what I've told you. And Jesus, resurrected from the dead, glorified body, appeared to his disciples over and over. He began to talk to them. Thomas said, I'm not going to believe it until I see it for myself. Until I touch the, hand, the wounds in his hand and put my hand in his side. And about that time, Jesus appeared out of nowhere, walked right through the wall and said, Thomas, hold my hands, my side. Oh, Thomas believed. He said, Lord, I believe. And Jesus said, Thomas, blessed are you because you see and believe. But more blessed are they who have not seen. That's us. I didn't see it firsthand. I wasn't at the cross. I didn't see him crucified. I didn't see him resurrected. But he said, more blessed are they who have not seen, yet they believe. For by faith are you saved. It's through grace. It's not by works. You cannot work your way to heaven. You can't earn your way into heaven. You can only get to heaven by the grace of God. And by the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. And it's when you believe. You can believe that He died. You can believe that He's buried. But that will not save you. 
The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you would be saved. You've got to believe in a resurrected Savior. One that's alive and well. And now seated at the right hand of the Father, praying for you and I. And He is soon to come again. What day? I don't know. What hour? I don't know. When is it going to be? I don't know. But I know. I'm watching. I see the signs. I see everything pointing to His return. And I know that it's time to begin to look up. Because Jesus is coming again. And we must believe. believe I believe I believe he loves me I believe he loves you I believe that he died for you but I believe he rose again and with that confession your life will never be the same your eternity will never be the same maybe you're here this morning and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, as your Savior. You, you, you believe He was a good man? You, you heard the stories, how He died? But this morning you say, Pastor, if He hadn't risen, life would be pointless. It would be for nothing. But this morning I believe. The fact is, He did rise from the dead. He is alive. He is coming again. And I want to put my faith in a risen Savior. You see, I've been there. I stood at the tomb. I went inside. I saw where his body laid. And I can tell you and attest to the fact he's not there. All the other gods that people worship and all the ones that they follow after, they still go to their tombs, to their grave, and their bones are there. Amen. But we serve a God that rose and he lives forevermore. And he wants to live within you Jesus said if you believe if you'll confess me I'll come in with the Father and the Holy Spirit and we will come in and make our abode make our house in you in your life in your heart you can accept Jesus as a risen Savior. Confess your sins, your past, every mistake, every failure. You can be healed of all your sicknesses and diseases and be delivered from all your habits and addictions. Today you can be set free by a risen Savior. If you believe. Today, I want to give you an opportunity to confess Jesus as Lord. If you're in this building, if you're watching me online, today Jesus loves you. Right in that room you're sitting in, in that car, in that hospital room, in that cell, Jesus loves you. And He gave His life for you. And He paid the penalty for your sin. But He rose again. And He lives. And He wants to live in you. He wants to give you eternal life. He wants to change your life. He wants to be your friend. He wants to be your savior. He wants to be your comforter and your healer. He wants to be your guide. He wants to be your Lord. This morning, you say, Pastor, I believe. I believe Jesus died and I believe He loves me and I believe that He rose from the dead. 
But if I were to die today, I'm not 100% sure I would go to heaven. I, I want to put my faith in Christ. I want to believe today what His Word says, who He is. I want to put my trust in Him. I need Him to change my life. I need Him to be my Lord, my Savior. I need Him to be everything He said He was and everything He will be. I want Him to be that to me. I've seen what He's done for others. And I believe that He's no respecter of person. If He healed someone else, He'll heal me. If He saved someone else, He'll save me. If He delivered someone else, He'll deliver me because He loves me. And according to your faith, be it unto you today, if you believe. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed all over this building. As you take a moment to search your heart, have you been living like it was all a fairy tale? Have you been living like it wasn't true? Wasting your life? Not living like there was a true eternity, there was a heaven and a hell? Like there was not a devil, an enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy and wants to destroy your life and take you to a hell that burns with fire and brimstone for eternity. But Jesus came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Hell was not created for you. Heaven was created for you. And He wants to spend eternity with you. So He died and gave His life that you can be born again. That you can have liberty and life and forgiveness of sins. Today, if you're here and you say, Pastor, I believe that. Today, I want to give my heart and my life to Jesus. Maybe you say, Pastor, at one time in my life, I, I was in relationship with God. I... But right now, He's not Lord of my life. I'm doing my own thing, living my own life. I know I need to come back into relationship with Him. I want to do that today. If you're in any of those categories and you say, Pastor, I want to pray with you. Today I believe. And today I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed. It's between you and God. Would you just lift your hand up and say, Pastor, pray for me. Yes, 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 I see that hand. Yes, 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 all over this building. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, church, begin to pray. Eternity is in the balance today. Lives are about to be transformed. People's lives are going to never be the same because Jesus did rise from the dead. There is hope, there's life, there's joy, and there's peace, and there's salvation. And these are about to be changed. Their eternity is about to be changed forever because of their faith. All over this building, you raised your hand, you didn't. But you know you need to make this confession. I want you to pray with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died on a cross for my sin. And He rose again. He is alive 
And he is coming back. Today, I confess I'm a sinner. I've sinned. I've messed up. I've been living my life for me. But today, I confess with my mouth. And I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. And I ask Jesus to come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my friend. Today, I'm a new creation. I'm no longer a sinner. I'm a child of God. My past is forgiven. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm saved. I am born again by the power of a resurrected Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, give joy joy in the house today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just as last week, we baptized those that had made that confession of faith. You've made that confession of faith and you say, Pastor, I want to be baptized. I want to make a public confession of what I've done within my heart. Please let me know. We'll be scheduling another baptism soon. And we want you, amen, to make that confession of what He's done in your heart. He will do and He will do with others. Go spread the good news. Tell everybody what Jesus did for you. Somebody just shout a big amen in the house today.